What's happening, people? Welcome to a new episode of Echoes from the Void. You know what I mean? I just wanted to kind of come in nice and smooth this week. A nice little arcade fire. God damn it, I love arcade fire. I've seen them live so many times. Always just a fun freaking time, man. But, um... Yeah, it's just been one of these fucking weeks, right? So much just weird stuff. Hey, you know what? Like, I had to go out today, right? And um, one thing that's happening, like a load of places have put up this like plexiglass when you're kind of, you know, at a counter. The problem is, it's hard to know that it's a fucking plexiglass. And I, you know, I was speaking to this woman, and you know, people wearing masks, so it's hard to hear what each of us was saying. And I went to lean forward because I'm just like, I can't hear what she's saying. And just at the last minute, I realized there's this pexy gas there, and I nearly friggin' just headbutted it and looked like a complete. But I think the fact that I then just like stepped back in alarm that everyone noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man But yo You know what Like Friday was a weird fucking day right I think everyone Kind of thought Friday was a fucking weird day Like I was up basically All All Thursday night Right I, I was just You know Watching films for Fantasia my computer was just crashing out So yeah, I'm up all night And I just saw the fucking news And I, You know what I mean? You're like in that kind of I haven't really slept kind of state And I didn't Kind of clock it Right? It was there, but I hadn't registered And um, Then I got a text And Like the text was from um like someone I know and they just kind of like uh you know Chadwick Boseman who um you know who stars as Black Panther and I'm just like motherfucker like you didn't have to put who starred in play I saw Black Panther with you you crazy fucking idiot you know what I mean like we've spoken about the film what the fuck are you doing like and it always irritates me when someone takes you something But then won't respond to a follow-up text It's just like, motherfuckers, stop texting me And I, if, if, you, if you're doing that shit Don't fucking text me Right? But, man, it was just like Yeah, it was crazy Because it just kind of came out of nowhere Like you weren't expecting it And, like, it wasn't because everything of late is just COVID related, right? So it was just to be like colon cancer, just like, oh, fuck. Because you know that ain't nice, right? That's just the bitch, right? And, you know, he didn't tell anyone for four years. And see, the, the thing I found kind of odd, right, is everyone found that weird, Right, like everyone's just like, I can't believe you didn't tell anyone, and it's just like, really, really, you can't believe you didn't tell anyone, like, 
what's that gonna, how's that gonna help? Hearing, like, telling people shit isn't really beneficial to you. You know what I mean? Like, his wife would have known. Like, the people closest to him probably knew. You know, and if you're cl- that close to him, you could probably figure out something was going down, right? With the weight loss and just everything. And demeanor, right? Because, look, even if you're not telling people shit, there's certain things that you can pick up on, right? And, you know, and it's just like, yeah, there's no need to tell anyone else, right? People often be like... Oh, yeah, this is happening with me And it's just, they're only really saying it to get something from you Right? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it didn't surprise me But it was just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm seeing, like, so many people just put up so much stuff Right? But it was weird when people were putting up multiple Messages that really said nothing Like really said nothing And it was just like What are you What are you doing Are you putting this shit up for the clicks Like what What are you doing Like you're not saying anything motherfucker And then there's like all these stories A load of like Different you know Publications are putting out all these stories You know Which again aren't really Saying anything Or just saying some crazy ass shit Like people be like um, Oh yeah You know Black Panther you know, I've I've always been a Like a Marvel fan And you know Like I, I loved Iron Man and Captain America But you know When you, Black Panther came out It was just like finally Here's a hit And it's just like Black Panther ain't a new character motherfucker like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you're a huge-ass fan... You're not a huge-ass fan. Because you would have known Black Panther was... You know what I mean? Black Panther been around. Like, shit. That, like, Black Panther came in in the 60s. He was invented in the 60s. You know? Like, yo. I remember when I first realised that I could read comic books. And, like, what I mean being... Like, back in the day, they used this weird-ass print, so it was always mad small. And one day, I'm waiting for a bus, it's raining, I go into a newsagent, and I pick up a comic. And I look at it, and I'm like, oh, like, the font is bigger. With a magnifying glass, I could probably read this shit. So, I went into a, a, a shop, like, it was um, close to where I was working. And, you know, I found Black Panther That was the first fucking comic book that I picked up You know, but they had, like, issue 20-something It was the reboot It was um Christopher Priest, um, Sal Valado and Bob Armand You know, that is, for me, that's a classic fucking run You know, I think they did, what, like, 68 issues Man, it was just, I loved that shit, man It was incredible So yeah, I spent three years uh, just hunting for back issues Hunting, like I had to order some from the States It was crazy, man And I, I picked all of those up 
And yo, loved it, loved it It was incredible Like they based, Ryan Coogler based the film Off of one of Priest's comic books Where, you know, Killmonger threw, you know, T'Challa off the, off the, off the waterfall and all of that But yeah, man So, yeah, Black Panther, you know what I mean? It's just like, that character, like in those comics Always just big I remember being at a convention Man, it was like probably 2004 Maybe 2005 And I asked the question About, yo, what's happening with the Black Panther film? Because there was talk about Black Panther film at the time And it didn't happen But it was crazy Because at that time, you know, word was Wesley Snipes was going to play T'Challa Which always seemed off like, Wesley Snipes ain't T'Challa, you know what I mean? But that was a thing, and the talk was it was going to be mainly set in Wakanda And, you know, very technological So you knew it's going to had to be a CGI-heavy film And I'm so glad it didn't happen at that time But yeah, Marvel didn't really want to answer that question They skirted over that shit and other questions around diversity I remember at that, but yeah, so when, you know, Cougar and Bozeman and all the other crew, you know, they brought that shit to life, that was fucking, that was incredible, that was incredible, and at the time, I remember just saying, like, the big thing, because I'm coming out, right, everyone loved that shit, it wasn't a black film, you know what I mean, you you had, I remember just seeing like white kids, Chinese kids, Indian kids, all throwing up the Wakanda forever sign, it was just, it was crazy, you know what I mean, because it just seemed to like hit with so many people, and that was the great thing about that film, man, that was the great thing about that film, but you know, He's like just done so much other shit Like he, for me He was the best thing In um, Shit What was it, was it Six Underground You know the last Spike Lee film He was the best thing in that film For me, you know what I mean The film was okay But Bozeman was the best thing Right So, ah, yeah Friday, it was a weird day man But you know, hey, when you leave a legacy like that, man, you know, <laughs> because that was, that was just, it's just big, it's powerful, right, so, hey, homie's on a journey, man, like, I don't even know what the fuck happens, right, once you pass and all of that, but whatever the fuck, right, Man, he's walking with the he's walking with the Panther gods right now. So hey, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. But um anyway, people. You know what? I saw some crazy ass thing. So like something that just baffled me, right? So fucking <laughs> Harry and Meghan Mark. Like, is it Meghan Markle? I don't even know, right? But 
Like, everyone's calling him Prince, like, the you know, the Duchess, and, but they gave up those fucking titles, so I, I don't know what's going on. But they've signed a fucking deal with Netflix. It's just like, what? What the fuck? Like, how are you signing a deal with Netflix? You're like, what the fuck do these people know about producing shows and shit? It's insane. It's insane. Like, they're talking about, oh, we want to bring things that, you know, offer hope. I'm just like, really, motherfuckers? Like, what, what the fuck? You ran from a country. You ran from the fucking country where you could have just stood for, like, you know, racial divides and everything like that. But you disappeared. You ghosted because you couldn't handle the shit. Look, whatever You know what I mean? Obviously, right? I understand It's stressful But Fuck you You fucking privileged motherfuckers And now they're gonna be putting together some fucking drivel to go on Netflix Hey, You know what I mean? Like the Obamas are doing the same bullshit I'm just like No why don't you give the budget, like, these budgets to, yo, some, you know what I mean, actual crazy fucking film and tea, like, motherfucking writers who have been, like, grinding and trying to get that jump off, that's what I want to see, rather than these, ugh, whatever, but yeah, I don't find it fucking crazy, man, find it fucking crazy, but there's a lot of crazy shit, Right? There's a lot of crazy shit happening right now, motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna stop waffling and, um, let's get into some of the craziness that is, uh, yeah, that's going down right now because there is plenty of it. All right? Okay, let's go. Well, 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 it would seem that, yeah, OnlyFans is in a bit of bother at the moment Well, I wouldn't say bother, but maybe people are a little disgruntled And, um, yeah, it's kind of weird, it's a weird situation, frankly You know, there there seems to be a lot of heat because... Bella Fawn <laughs> did a thing, you know what I mean? I'm just like, what the fuck? So she was selling photos that were meant to be nudes for 200, right? And when people got the photos, they weren't nudes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ain't gonna lie, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Man, would you love to see a motherfucker's face? You know what I mean? They, they open up their email. And there's just a picture of her in some fucking dungarees with her, with her fingers up. 
<laughs> Doing the funzy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's hilarious. But really, two hundred pounds. What? I ain't paying two hundred pounds for a fucking picture. One motherfucking picture. You know what I mean? And it's just like, listen, right? You might drop that or more on some art to go on the wall. Now, if it was, you know, something created like that. Yeah, fine, whatever, I don't give a fuck But just some bullshit digital thing that's getting sent Like, no I mean, that's some crazy shit But, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, on the real That is kind of fraud (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're saying it's something and it's not Yeah, that's fraud and <laughs> I mean, she should have to pay back that money. You know what I'm saying? Or at least, right? So uh, you know, if she charged two hundred, right? So maybe just a normal photo is ten or twenty. So she, you have to, she has to give back the the difference. Something because yeah, that's some fuckeries. You know what I mean? Ain't gonna lie. And, and the thing that makes me laugh about you know when someone gets caught doing crazy ass shit, it's the lies that they tell. I think that's the that's the thing, right? It's the lies people tell. Like um, what she said that uh. You know, she wanted to remove the stigma behind sex work. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. No, you. D- that wasn't your thing, right? If that's your, because if that's your thing, you say that from the giddy up. You know what I'm saying? You don't say it when you get caught. It'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, ah, oh, see, now the thing was. It's funny, it's like um, when TJ Dillashaw got caught, you know, taking EPO And then after the fact, he's like, oh yeah, I took the drugs And people are going, ah, well, I mean, at least he admitted to it I'm like, he admitted because he got caught (laughs) There's a big fucking difference (laughs) You know what I mean? There is a big fucking difference, right? So... Yeah, there's all of this crazy, you know, and um, so because of this, now OnlyFans are saying it's not because of this, some people just think, mm, I think it is, but yeah, all the, all the pricing has been changed, you know, so in the past, you know, you could tip up to 200 $200, Right, or pay for an item And the maximum price could be $200 But now that's been cut to 100 And people be vexed People be vexed Which um, I'm a little like Come on man <laughs> I'm like, come on man 
it's it, it that that's nothing crazy, right? It's nothing crazy. Just think about your pricing models. Think about the way you do shit. Right, so if you're selling a set of photos, say maybe you try you you'd sell sets of six photos. Let's just make it easy. Six photos, two hundred pounds. Just sell freeze at a hundred. It's like you just have to change the parameters of things. That's the that's that's the rub here. That's it. It, it, there's a lot of people going crazy And it's just like you Change your models man Change your fucking models And really Really If if you're just moaning now You're a moron Right Because this isn't the first time Like people been moaning about OnlyFans For a long ass time It's just like what Motherfuckers be late Right The, the amount of people I have seen Go in You know what OnlyFans Like you know They're meant to be paying this But then they change the limit So I miss out on the bonus and that seems to be a recurring thing, right? Supposedly there's some sort of bonuses and you have to hit so much money or something, something, something. I don't really know. But I've just seen a lot of people complaining about that shit. And complaining for a while. This isn't just a this month, like this year and longer, right? So... Hey, it's not like this one little thing And people be like, oh my god It was great up until this moment No, no it wasn't So let's be clear on that shit Right <clears throat> Then it's just, um, you know Bella Fong going, she's meeting with OnlyFans To, you know, try and improve the rights <laughs> Of everyone else on it And it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You've only you only just joined. <laughs> Why are you like you can't be a spokesperson? It makes me laugh when people try and jump into that role. You know, it's it's just like fuck. Ah oh, man, who's that dumbass football player? Ah, oh, there was a dumbass football player that tried to do it. There's been a few, like Nick Cannon tried to do that shit. So many people have tried to be like, oh, I'll be the spokesperson of this. I mean, like, no one asked you, fool. Sit the fuck down. What are you doing? Yo, it, it, it's some crazy shit. It's some crazy shit. But, right? Some people just need to look at what the fuck they're doing, right? So you've got, you know, I'm reading this article, right? And there's a load of people that are complaining. So there's this one woman, Stephanie Michel, who it says she's a professional cosplayer, which is a bit like, hmm, okay. Um, but it's like she's got 550 fans and makes 8,000 a month. Charging a $30 subscription fee <laughs> And I'm just a bit like You know She's complaining 
because you know she says she uses the tips ranging from five to two hundred for pay per view photos, videos, and text messages, right? And they always want to throw in, it's the only way I can support my family. And I'm just like, listen, everyone's got a family. Like, even if you don't have a fucking family, you've got bills, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, everyone has got a thing. Just because you've got a family, it doesn't make you more important than anyone else. You know? Because other people, hey, they're covering their rent and shit like that. But see, this is the thing. She's got 550 fans. You ain't doing your shit. Like, if you want more money, get better at your game, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, you need more fans. You know what I'm saying? That, that's where it comes. Like, you need to be better. Right, if you're this professional cosplayer and people love cosplayers, yo, you go to a convention and people always trying to take the photos and do the shit. It's just like, yo, if you're great, you should have more than 550 fans. Let's be real, okay? So there is that. There's a lot of others. There's some, you know. They're like all over the world, man Because, you know what I mean, that's what it is Right, and yeah, See, the one thing is So they, um, there's some Another professional cosplayer and Twitch player, Kelly Jean From London she, Now she says she's got 4,600 followers You know, she, she's better But it's just like um, You know, she sells Hey, I've been selling sets of sexy modeling photos <laughs> as a digital merchandise for my pants at ten dollars a set. <laughs> well, like you're undervaluing your shit. Firstly, ten dollars. You're undervaluing your shit. You know, and it's just like yo. She's going. Oh, the Bella Form thing is going to make people more suspicious of my content. And it's just like, well, it's not <laughs> Like, it's not Right Just because someone else was fuckeries It's only gonna damage you If you come off fuckeries as well Right, if your stuff seems suspect People gonna treat you suspect Right, but if you're selling legitimate stuff It's clearly all marked and everything, everything You're gonna be fine You're gonna be fine you know, you can just put together a contract That's it Put together a policy Like you find on other websites You know, you go on Amazon And there's this whole spiel about Okay, so if you want to return a product If you're not happy with a product If you're blah, blah, blah That's what everyone does So take care of your business That's what you need to do, people That's what you need to do You know there's there's some crazy woman from uh, another UK motherfucker, right? So she's a sex worker from Lancashire. Now she's saying, right? She, she's got some crazy ass shit. Like one of her, she says she sells a load of different packages. One a G, right? And it's supposedly so people can control what she does in a day. I'm just like. I would like why are you paying that? 
How, like, someone can be like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm doing, and they're just sitting around. Like, what's the proof? Fuck that. But, um, she's like, you know, supposedly they've changed this referral thing as well, right? And she said that she's brought, like, over 500 people, content creators, to the site, and she wanted to make deals with them that she gets 5% of their earnings for life. For life. Right? Because she trained them up. And it's just like, okay, firstly, what's your fucking training? She's like, I created a, a guidebook. Right? So after you've created that thing one time, one time, you then don't have to do it again. It's like, listen, when console creators, let's look at like the PlayStation. When that first came out, it was money, right? It's expensive. But after they paid off, you know, after they paid off the R&D, the price goes down. That's how these things work. So to say 5% of someone's earnings fall, that's some crazy ass shit. Right, that's some greedy ass shit. So you could say, "Hey, you know, I've spent three months training you. So how about for the first six months, you getting a hang of your shit? You give me a little little cut off. After that, we're good. For life. See, now, feet, you're moaning because you're not getting a little. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. That's some greedy ass shit. Some greedy ass shit." You know, but this is the thing, right? There's a load of people moaning, saying that, you know, this has changed and I'm not making as much money as I used to be making. But if you're moaning about something, saying, hey, in the last few years, oh, you know, my money's gone down. Why are you still there? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why are you still there? You know, there's, there's like, it's, it's hilarious Some of these people And it's just like We're thinking of moving to another side It's just like Okay You're thinking Well you're not <laughs> You're not You haven't done it yet Right If you were so infuriated About all of this You'd have moved You'd have gone somewhere else You know Like If your shit is so tight Everyone that's you know, signed up with you on OnlyFans will travel to the next place you're at. And also, why are you relying on someone else? Right? Listen, I get it. OnlyFans, it, it's a good platform to, you know, break your teeth. Break your teeth? Is that the expression? You know, when you start something off. Is it getting your beak wet? I don't even know. I think that's something else, right? But you, anyway, any fucking way, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, listen, <laughs> you get started on there, but then just create your own fucking website. If you're making money, right, build your own website. So then you cut out the middleman. That's a, Why are you working on something where you're giving away 20% of your profit, right? That's fine at the beginning because you didn't have that infrastructure. But once you understand the lay of the land, you know, you've got a little following, build your own shit. If you haven't done that, everything is on you. Everything is on you.
but you couldn't be bothered to do a thing, right? You're relying on other people to feed you, build some, because this is different, right? If you're going to work in a certain place, right, you, you have to do those things, but this is something that you can do on your own, you're creating that content on your own or with someone else, depending on what kind of content you've got, right? So build your platform to host all of that shit. It can be done. It's not like this is some crazy ass thing, you know? So, yeah, it's insane. And I have to say, look, at the end of this thing, right, so they talked to some fucking, supposedly, someone from a top digital content marketing firm, and uh, <laughs> and they're talking about how, because this is the thing, every platform has kind of changed the way they run, right, that's a thing, it's a thing, but it's saying that, um, you know, the big influencers, you know, they were able to negotiate their own deal, but it's the smaller and the medium-sized influencers that are kind of left in the cold, and I don't think they see the irony of that, right, if you're a small influencer, you're not a fucking influencer, you know, you know what I'm saying, it's just like, oh, yeah, I've got 10 fans, <laughs> you're not an influencer, and the, the, just the term influencer is moronic anyway, you know, you're a fucking, uh, is it a soap salesman, hmm, no, that's not the one, you know, those people that sell the medicine, and uh, I forget, I'm forgetting my shit, people, I'm forgetting my fucking shit, but this is the thing, right, you, if you, if you're not big, you're not an, imp, like, shut up, I mean, figure, okay, so this isn't my, I'm not good at this, <laughs> if you haven't got a big fan base, followers, all of that shit, then, listen, you're not doing your thing, unless you're just like, well, this isn't the main hustle, this is a little thing I'm doing on the side, and I'm just building, right, you have to look at it like that, but anyway, this OnlyFans thing, <sighs> look, they've changed their policies, so, Think about how you're pricing your shit. Change up the models because you can still make bank. It's simple, right? You change the packaging. That's all you do. But really, create your own fucking hosting site. Create your own vehicle and make all the money. That's what you need to do. Stop moaning. Yeah, Bellaphone is a moron, but you know, you need to look at you, right? That's it, people. Fuck only fans. It's only you, motherfucker. Okay, so this, I mean, this is an interesting situation, and really, just imagine the ramifications, right? So, um, California at the last weekend, I believe, um. They voted in an, you know, a bipartisan um, nine-member commission, 33 to 3, that um, the state would look into uh, recommendations for reparations to African-Americans 
particularly those who descend from slaves. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's big, right? That's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, supposedly the most of the assembly have already overwhelmingly approved the bill in an earlier form. So everyone thinks that, you know, this is basically a done deal. You know, and they're not the only ones. So in the last two years, Texas, New York and Vermont have also considered similar legislation, you know, uh, which, listen, it's, it's interesting, right? But it's kind of like if a few states do it, like the nation... It would, I think it would kind of get messy, right? You know what I mean? It would, it would really create an impact. And listen, when I say this, I'm not saying it shouldn't be done, right? But I'm saying it would create this weird imbalance if only a few places are doing it and nowhere else is doing it. I mean, it, you'd imagine that, you know, people would be, Looking to move to those spots If that was the case I'd think Unless you, you know You had to live there for a certain point Before it came into, I don't know I don't know how these things would work Right, but the only Thing That I, you know, I think About when it comes to this So, um I mean, it's something that doesn't It's not happening straight away Right, because the assembly is shutting for a year, which is always a weird thing, you know what I mean, like, where, because parliament in the UK sh- does the same thing, they, like, shut for a long-ass period of time, and it's just like, what, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, because, like, a place needs to still run, so how can, you know, the body that's meant to run it, shut, always seems weird to me, I don't really understand the reasoning behind it, and I'm sure there's supposedly one, but mm, I have no clue what it is, but yeah, so once this gets properly ratified, you know, I think, so it needs to get sorted out before Monday, I believe, you know, before, so when it comes into play, Right, so um, I mean, the uh, the legislation would be require the task force to conduct a detailed study of the impact of slavery in California, and recommend to the legislative by July twenty twenty three. So yeah, there's a, there's a while. Um, and it has to start meeting no later than June 2021. So, yeah, this isn't something that's going to happen straight away. But so, you know, once they present their findings, right? So the findings have to be the form of compensation that would be awarded, how it should be awarded, and who should be 
eligible eligible for the compensation so i don't think money works you know what i mean i always put like money because if you're gonna hand out money i kind of feel that you need to it you can't just hand out money right you need to give people basically you know like business training you know financial guidance because there's going to be some people that are terrible at handling money and will blow through it real quick now you could say well that's you know not our responsibility but it kind of is because you know it, those people could get into some serious fucking trouble you know so I kind of feel like money create can create issues And we see it all the time You know, a, a country is getting financial aid And the money doesn't really go to where the aid is needed You know, people will embezzle it And it gets lost and taxes And just all manner of things You know, so I think if you really want to You know, make changes you know, like impact and correct the damages that have come from all of this Because, you know, it is a thing, right? It definitely is a thing, you know? Um, it's like, look, we know for a fact that in places like Chicago, what do they call it? They red banded the neighborhoods. I think that's how they called it. Red banding, where um, you know, black families were not allowed to live in certain areas, and you could only buy in a certain place. People would turn down, you know, houses and stuff, even though they had the money. They they could have paid in cash, and you still couldn't buy in certain areas, right? So there was things like that. And then these neighbourhoods just received little to no funding. Like, we know that in impoverished areas, the education system is to be wanting, <laughs> you know? The schools ain't good, right? The schools ain't good. We know as well, right? This I feel this was... Was this in the Reagan era, right? That they... Flooded, you know, like certain neighborhoods with like liquor stores and things like that, and especially drugs, right? To mess up the civil rights <laughs> activists and actions. Because if there were drugs, you could then arrest people. That was a thing. Like, we know this was a thing. You know, so you, you can't, you need. Even with regardless to this, like, we know this shit happened, but nothing has been done to correct it. So, that needs to get sorted out, right? So, if you want to, you know, ease, <laughs> ease judgments and, you know, appease, you know, guilt and whatnot, level the playing field. That's what needs to be done. Right, if you want to, uh, yeah, 
you know, make amends, change things, because, yo, supposedly Friday, I didn't even realise, was the 50, 57th anniversary of the March on Washington, where uh, Dr. Martin Luther King made the famous I Have a Dream speech, so, you know, there's all of these things that went down, Right, there's all these promises that get made, but without a strong foundation, there's always going to be issues. You know, you can give people as much money as you want, but like it's never going to be enough money to say move to a nicer neighborhood. So, you need to improve the neighborhood these people are living in, you know, correct the school systems. Correct healthcare, correct the housing housing imbalance. These are the things that need to be rectified. You need to, you know, create a better infrastructure for people. Because once that is there, there's gonna be a whole heap of shit that is, you know, sorted out straight away. Right? If education is balanced. That's going to give people a, a, a kind of, you know, a belief that you can actually go on to stuff There's a lot of people, the only thing, you know, that you kind of think about is Oh, let me try and get a sports scholarship Right, that that's a big thing in certain areas You know, scholarships and things like that Which... Hey, that's only going to a, you know, like, let's say 1%. 1%. It's not going to everyone, right? So, what about everyone else? You know, if the school is notoriously bad, what about everyone else? You know, so these are the things that need to be sorted out. This is the areas that should be looked at. If you want to make changes You know, it's a big thing, right? It's definitely a big thing And, you know, I don't I, you know, I don't think it's bad to consider all of this I just think it needs to be done In a, uh, like a rational way You know, a rational way So, community investment that's the biggest thing Like they, they talk about Like housing assistance Lower tuition fees Job training Like these kind of things Yeah that, that's that, that would all be big You know just offer people Career guidance Right Career guidance and Yo, you could create, and this is a big thing, right, that's happened during this pandemic, online training. You know, a lot of platforms offered free courses. So you could create a suite of, you know, life skills and certain training courses. You know, like an introduction to, you know, finance and... Business study, you know, just things like that And 
then when you, if you've taken those courses and you feel, hey, this is for me, or you know what, let me go to the next level, then give people a viable route to that. Yo, but hey, because this is the big thing, right? People don't really want handouts. Obviously, there's going to be some people that be like, I just want the money. But no, really, it's a level playing field, right? It, it's equality in, um, you know, in the interview room. Because, hey, now people have finally admitted that, yeah, there's a bias with all of this shit. So, hey, this is what needs to be done, you know? So, you know, forget about 40 acres and a mule because, hey, you know that's just not viable. But, hey, let's create a, a system that fosters equality in everything, gives everyone a strong foundation, and that will solve a lot. It really will solve a lot, you know, but, hey... It will be interesting to see how this progresses, you know, I will be, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens, and then to see, you know, if, if anything goes with Texas, New York, and Vermont, because, um, fuck, was it in Arizona, where they kind of were like, you know what, we need to give back a big chunk of this land, to uh, the, the, you know, the Native Americans, you know, which is, yeah, that's an interesting thing, because, <laughs> you know, if we look at that, just basically the whole country was stolen, <laughs> so it's just like, hey, I think it opens up a lot, right, but you, you have to be, you have to be rational about it, because it's not like the country can just upheave and completely changed Like that's never going to happen So it's about looking at Okay, what can be done Because these groups of people Have been severely impacted And hey, we understand that You know, their chances of progressing Of becoming you know, directors, CEOs, you know, just living debt-free, you know, that's severely compromised, so yeah, let's see what the fuck happens, right? Okay, so this is, um, yeah, basically more reparations kind of Talk and situations And it's an interesting one So Zimbabwe Have Implemented a a Couple of programs Okay to uh, Give back Land and You know give money to Farmers It was foreign farmers Who had been Kicked off their land Um in well, it was between two thousand and two thousand and one, right? I mean, it does kind of create another problem, really, because so 
What happened was uh, Robert Mugabe, who, um, you know, used to uh, run uh, Zimbabwe, he, uh, yeah, he basically seized all the farms, all the farms back from foreign farmers. Now, the thinking was... Well, I mean, who knows, right? Mugabe was an odd one. Like, I mean, he was a dictator. There was some things that, like, it was just a crazy, like, it's such a crazy fucking situation. To be real, come on. But, yeah, so he said it was to redress colonial land grabs. Which is a legitimate thing. You know, when Africa was colonised by the West Yeah, they just stole everything I mean, this happened, everyone knows this happened And when countries were given back their independence I mean, it's not like they were given going Hey, you know what, here's your country back And... Yeah, we took a lot of shit. I mean, we took a lot of your natural resources. So here's some money to help with that. And um, yeah, we'll help with this and blah, blah, blah. No, given your independence, and then you had to get help, which then puts the countries in crazy debt. So it, like, it was, it's a mess. A lot of countries are in a mess. This is a thing. So, yeah, Mugabe was like, you know what? I'm going to take the land because of that. Because, yeah, like, you know, foreign farmers were given all of this land. And it was basically the cream of the crop. Right? So, they could create awesome farms. And to to the point where, right, the 4,000 white farmers who were kicked out of Zimbabwe, you know, they, they were basically the backbone of Zimbabwe's agricultural economy because they had all the best land. So the land was then given to black farmers, which, I mean, it, it's a problem, right? Because basically, like, you're giving land to people... And you have to kind of consider, do they know how to farm it? Like, can do they have the resources to farm it? Because it's all well and good to be given land, but can you handle that land? And you kind of feel that maybe they can't, which is why, you know, this is being done. Um, but so, yeah, so now... Yo, know, they, 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 they're going to give back the land, basically. But it then means you then have to displace the farmers that have been working on that land for the past 19 to 20 years. So it's just, like, problematic. Yo, know, it's just... It's, you're fixing one problem by creating another problem. Now, the thing as well is they're saying, look, we're going to move the farmers to other land. But if there was other land, you kind of feel like, wouldn't they have been given that in the first place? 
You know what I mean? So I have no clue what's happening. But it, it's kind of like the, partly all of this is getting done to avoid a lot of shit. Right? Because there's sanctions that the West have put on Zimbabwe. All of this. Now you have to consider as well. Right? People are interested in Zimbabwe because of natural resources. <laughs> like, if there was nothing in Zimbabwe, people wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I feel we need to understand that. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a mess, man. It's a complete fucking mess. I, you know what I mean? Because, hey, you, you're giving back this land. It, it, it's... It's not like people are going to be like, oh, well, okay, okay, so I guess we're moving our farm. No, yeah, there's going to be a lot of unrest. There's going to be a lot of shit happening in Zimbabwe right now. Now, look, this is the thing. Now, I'm not saying it was a good thing to kick all those people out. But, yeah, I mean... This is kind of, it's all crazy, right? Like, whatever happens, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's going to be messy. It's going to be messy, you know? And <laughs> you see, it's like, because, you know, America put, you know, uh, sanctions, a load of economic sanctions on Zimbabwe for doing this, which is a little ironic <laughs> you know, seeing that hey, they are um, definitely, you know, behind a many a land grab themselves. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of feel that all of this debt on Africa, which I will say, you know, it it was something that was said a while back. Right, that all African debt was gonna be wiped, which it never was. Yeah, I, I do kind of feel look, you need to wipe the debt, right? All these colonial countries, they need to wipe the debt because you know, like, this is part of all of that problem. It really is. Now, you can say, look, it's just down to Mbappe, but hey. Not really. Now he, yeah, he was a despot, but it's all a ripple effect from the shit. I just, I, I just don't see this situation. You know, I, it's not gonna be smooth. It's not gonna be smooth. So yeah, I, I have no clue how this shit's gonna end. But I do not see it. Yeah, I don't see it ending it well. I don't see it ending well at all. It's going to be interesting. But I imagine in the coming weeks and months, yeah, there's going to be a lot of shit going down in Zimbabwe. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen, you know? Okay, I feel people need to calm the fuck down. Okay, you know what I mean? It is it, it's, it's getting crazy out there, man. It's getting crazy out there. So Ubisoft are in trouble because their new game, 
Tom Clancy Elite Squad had a group of fictional terrorists called Umbra. <laughs> Umbra. Oh my days. But um, one of their symbols is the raised fist. Now, people are <laughs> irritated because they say it resembles the Black Lives Matter fist. And, um, yeah, a host of people have, um, yeah, just complained, right? So, um, you know, a programmer, you know, at Ubisoft said it was gross and extremely disrespectful. Another Ubisoft employee said that, you know... Umbra was supposed to be a James Bond villain organization and the image was irresponsible. But hey, listen, this is the thing, people. The raised fist is not a new symbol. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not something that Black Lives Matter invented. It's a symbol that's always been used for, like, disenfranchised and shit like that. It's it's not a racial thing. It's a fucking flist. Yo, like... Ah... Uh, Jesus Christ. I can't think of the... F Man, my names are just gone. Owens. The runner. Jesse Owens. I feel it's Jesse Owens. Uh, my mind... Is uh <laughs> oh shit! I just heard that do 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 do. You know what I mean? That old that old classic track. My blind playing tricks on me. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, you know what I mean? Like he raised his fist. Um, you know, in the Berlin Games, the Black Panthers raise their fists, but it's a, it's a thing a load of people have been doing over the years. So it's not a Black Lives Matter thing. Like, it, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. I remember I was at a gig, right? And a, a track came on. Oh, fuck, who was it? Oh, shit, yes, it was, I think it was a Missy Elliott had covered a, um, a Montel Jordan track, right? And I remember someone in the, in the crowd were just like, oh, shit, this new Missy track is fire. Man, she's so talented. Uh, I wonder how long it took her to write this. And it was just like, it's a cover, motherfucker. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, but that's the thing, right? There's a lot of people that hear things, see things, and just assume that this is new shit. When it's just like, you know, that was a sample. Or that's an image that's just been kind of altered, and it's something that's cropped up over the years. Yo, know, like, people do that all the time. You know, like... Uh, now, is it the Buddhists? They had the, you know, the reverse swastika And then the Nazis came along and flipped it around And then ruined that shit for them Whoosh. 
You know what I mean? Like, listen, people will propagate something. And, yeah, the fist, it's just a fucking fist. Right? You you can't get offended by that shit. I mean, listen, well, you can. <laughs> people can get offended by what the fuck they want to get offended by. But it's just, sometimes, it, like, stop looking for shit to offend you. It's a fucking video game where people gonna get shot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It could be any symbol, but those motherfuckers are still getting shot. Right? So, would you, like, what is it? Really, what is it? You know what I mean? Now, you could kind of, hey, imagine, right? You could say that, um, like, the protesters in Tinian Square Or, you know, those ones in Russia that got killed Or the other ones in fucking Hong Kong that were killed Like, you'd be like, huh, yo If if one of the survivors from any of those incidents, right you like, see something and be like, oh, That reminds me of the time I was in that square And this is a trigger, and this is crazy Like, I mean, that's a little more understandable, but it's like, look, these things happen. It's it that goes down all the time around the world. You know what I mean? Like, we, we can't keep on going, oh, you can't say that, or you can't do this. People, come on. There's more shit happening than some crazy shit, right? Shit in real life. This is a fucking computer game. Come on, people. Choose a battle and get... Just fucking grow the fuck up. You know what I mean? Grow the fuck up. And Ubisoft, you bunch of pansy-ass motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Just tell people it's a fucking game and shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, they put out a statement, right? So it's like, imagery that appeared in the opening video sequence of Tom Clancy's Elite Squad... Featuring a raised fist was insensitive and harmful in both its inclusion and how it was portrayed. We have listened to and appreciate the players and the broader community who have pointed it out, and we apologize. This raised fist imagery will be removed in the next title update this Tuesday, September the 1st. So it's already been done, people. That wasn't them, that was me. On Android and as soon as possible on iOS. The end. We Ubisoft. That's how I imagine they uh, they sound. Yeah. Little disgruntled. You know what I mean? Little edgy. Listen. It's a game, people. It's a fucking game. Like, you don't care about killing hookers in... Um... Fuck! What's that stupid Grand Theft motherfucking auto? Yeah, that's the one. You know what I mean? Like, you can rape people. You can drive over people. Like, what the fuck? Like, no one gives a fuck about that. I mean, you know, those are me and wives. You know, those stupid groups, they do. But other motherfucking sane people don't. Because it's a video game. Right? So, there's not really a difference. There's not. And if you say there is, you're an idiot. And you're just looking for shit Now, if If they actually had Like 
a group of black people and you get to my that's some crazy ass shit i'd say yeah that's some insensitive bullshit but this come on man hey crazy ass motherfucking fools okay so <laughs> i remember as a as a kid right going to the um history museum and like I love the history I still do man It's such a great fucking museum And I gotta say The UK one It it just Hands down It's better than the one in New York Right So much better than the one in New York People Come on But yeah I'm walking around this place And I just see this fucking huge I think it was like some, I don't know, a crab a kind of thing. I think it was something like that. And just saying, man, I'm glad I wasn't around when those people were fucking walking. I mean, I, I was young. I probably didn't curse, you know. But um, yeah, I remember someone just turning to me and saying, oh, they're not dead. They live in Australia. <laughs> and just thinking, well, I ain't going to fucking Australia. <laughs> Fuck that. And, you know, over the years, you realize, okay, it might not be that bad. <laughs> you know, so obviously, like, that shit is only in certain places, blah, blah, blah. Then one of my cousins got bitten by a fucking, you know, poisonous fucking spider, which is just like, <laughs> maybe I won't. And so today I see this thing, right? Um, Some guy, it doesn't actually say where he was living. Oh, actually, it does. <laughs> I'm a moron. He lived in Queensland, right? And so he gets home. To find two fucking snakes in his house, right? So he, he walks in, and in the kitchen, there's a huge slab of ceiling on one of the counters. Just this huge fucking slab of ceiling on the counters. And so he's just like, oh, <laughs> what happened there? And he says, so he was looking around, and then he discovers... Two snakes, one in his bedroom and the other in the living room. Like two places that you potentially go first when you come home. God damn it. Now, I'm not very good with measurements and all of that, but supposedly combined, they weighed 22 kilograms. Or 3.4 stones. So this snake catcher says they were exceptional sized. Just. Uh, so one was 2.8 meters. 9.1 feet. And the other was 2.5 meters. Which I'm imagining is probably. I know what. 8 point something feet. I don't know, I ain't got a fucking clue You'll have to translate that shit yourselves, people But Fuck that shit Like, coming home To that 
That's fucking crazy. And especially, you know, like I could, I can't be in a spot where there's just shit you have to look out for. I trip over fucking shoes, shoes that I know are there, and suddenly I don't see them and I trip over them. I'm just like, ugh, you know, there's no way I'm gonna see a fucking snake in the yard. Ugh. I mean, just seeing that shit just makes me just feel like ah, god. Damn it. Now, this motherfucker, the dude that lives in this house, he's just like, oh, yeah, mate. You know, sometimes I come home and I used to see a snake on the roof, sunbathing, you know, baking in the hot weather. I'm just like, no. Fuck that. I'm just, like, that's insane. That's insane. Right, you've got chimneys and all manner of things. If they're on your roof, they're getting in the house. You know what I mean? If I'm seeing a fucking snake on the roof, I'm imagining there's snakes in the walls, right? There's snakes in the walls, and they can squeeze through any manner of holes. So imagine, oh, fuck. Like, there could be a snake anywhere. If it's in your walls, could get in your pipes. It could get in through the toilet. Or a plug. Or, like, a, when I say a plug, I mean, like, you know, the bar for a sink. That's some... No! <laughs> you know what I mean? No! That's some crazy shit. I, like, I don't, I do not think I'm being weird about this, right, that's some crazy shit, like, no, I can't imagine that shit, it's insane, I'm not dealing with that, and imagine, right, the snake is in, so one snake's in the living room, one's in the bedroom, there is so much stuff where, you know, that fucking, uh, that thing, I just fucking jumped, I just jumped, just thinking about that shit, I'm a weird motherfucker, I'm not even, like, it's not even like I'm scared of shit, I'm just like, it's just some creepy ass fuck, just because I imagine sitting down, not seeing that motherfucker, and then the next thing, like, it's wrapped around you, Trying to give you a motherfucking bear hug And it's just like, um, no means no, motherfucker You know what I mean? Get the fuck off me Jeez Arr! Because it's like, it could be under the bed It could be under the sofa Under your fucking duvet Imagine that shit It's under the duvet, right? So you don't even know it's in the fucking crib so it's now it's night time. You go, you get into bed, right? You're a little drowsy. You're kind of drowsy. Maybe you watched a film or two, right? Maybe you're thinking about someone. So you're in bed and you're like falling. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're, you're drowsy. You're half asleep. You're falling asleep. And you're thinking about some chick or some dude, whatever the fuck you like, right? And then you feel like, ah. I mean, like, yeah, man, imagine that, just, ah, uh, just, like, snuggling up to you in bed, and then you're feeling something snuggling up to you in bed, but you're thinking it's your motherfucking mind, 
But it's really a motherfucking snake that's under the cover. And so when you go to sleep, you ain't waking up. Because that shit is going to eat you. It's going to eat you. Because those things can't eat you. Right? I, I remember hearing this story. It's a tangent, but fuck it. You're going to hear this shit. I probably said this shit before, but I don't really care. Right? So this crazy ass motherfucking woman, she had this snake. Right? She had this python, I think it was. And I believe that she'd split up with her boyfriend, right? So she started taking the snake to bed with her because she felt lonely. And she, you know, she was used to sharing a bed with someone. So it was just like, oh, it's nice to have a, you know, a, a warm body in the bed, even though they're cold blooded. So it's not a warm body, but you know. And so. <laughs> this this fucking snake would you know be in the bed right and um she would say that ah oh, so in the night it was so nice because it used to like give her a hug you know she said ah oh, it would like sleep on top of me and that felt so nice that's what she said right and all of a sudden the snake had stopped eating Stopped eating, so it didn't eat for, I think it was like two, three days, and she got worried and took it to a vet, and the vet was just like, you are fucking lucky, <laughs> you are so lucky that you brought it in today, because if you hadn't, your ass would be dead, and she's like, huh, he's just like, it's not ill, she's like, but it hasn't eaten for three days. What do you mean? It's not ill. He was like, no, it's just been starving itself so it can swallow you. <laughs> and she's just like, what? <laughs> he was like, the thing wasn't giving you a hug at night. It was measuring you, you dumb motherfucker. So the snake sitting on top of her, it was just like, okay, so this bitch is... Well, it's like five five. Okay, so that means if I don't eat for three days, I should have room for her in my stomach. So yeah, it would it would measure her, stopped eating, and then that fourth night when she went to bed and was like, oh, I feel lonely. Where's my snake? And brought that motherfucker to bed. Then it would have been like, ah, supper time. No. That's some crazy shit. I don't know why people fuck with snakes. Oh, yeah, that's a time. But anyway, imagine a snake coming through your ceiling. Fuck Australia, right? No. Now, I'd like to imagine that's not everywhere. But this crazy ass snake catcher... You know, he's like, oh, these snakes were, like, a lot bigger than the ones... Sorry. Yes, truth. These snakes, oh, they were a lot bigger than the ones we usually fuck with. You know what I mean? But, hey, we're getting into snake season. Because when the weather gets warm, the snakes start a breeding. You know what I mean? They get a little amorous. So, there's going to be snakes everywhere. Yeah, that's not Australian, is it? Okay. But yeah, imagine that. 
Snakes are getting frisky, so it means they're everywhere. And he's just like, oh, if you see a snake, just stand still. Just stand still. Because then it will look at you as non-threatening and go away. Because they just want to escape. And we're like, okay, but what about the ones that, you know, are curious? (laughs) Yeah, you just happen to come across a curious snake. A snake that laughs in the face of danger. A Zorro snake. What if you find a Zorro snake? Huh? Fuck that. Shit, you're standing still, suddenly the snake's coming to you, and you're like, okay, the snake's told me to stand still, I'm standing still, (laughs) okay, it's sniffing at my feet, okay, I'm standing still, I'm non-threatening, it's coming up my leg, okay, okay, it's wrapping around me, oh, I'm dead now, thanks, snake catcher, god, yeah, I'm, mm. I hope there's not this shit in New Zealand. I'd like, I've always liked to go to New Zealand. Hmm. I'm going to look into that, people. I'm going to look into that shit. But fuck Australia and its snakes. Okay, people. So, this week's chin check, we look back at yesterday's Dana White contender series, everything that went down, who got contracts. All of that, and we also look ahead to Saturday's event, headlined by Alex Dare Overeen and Augustus Augustus Saki Saki. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hmm. Why do I even question myself? I'm never wrong, people. Ah. So yes, once you finish with this, go check that out. Pass it on to your friends. Maybe make a little flutter. You know what I mean? Because, hey, my I feel my predictions are... They're not too bad. I'm not too bad with this shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, do that. But, hey, check out the rest of this fucking episode first, people. Okay? Okay, so... Oh, man, I've been looking forward to this shit for a minute. I got round to watching season two... Of Insecure So we all know Insecure is Issa Rae's show Right she co-created it Along with Larry Wilmore Um It's A hilarious comedy Eight episodes Um and it's Starring a host Of people Alright so we've got Um Issa you know, um, Jay Ellis, who plays Lawrence, Issa's ex, Yvonne Orji, who plays Issa's best friend, Molly Carter, um, Lisa Joyce, who plays Frida, Issa's work friend, um, Natasha Rothwell, plays Kelly, Amanda Seals, who plays Tiffany, uh, we've got Yelon Noel plays Daniel, Alexandra Hodge, um, actually, no, um, <laughs> we've got, um, Catherine Curtin, who plays Joanna, um, yeah, just a lot of other people, Jasmine Kure, 
who plays Aparana. Um, actually, I'm not quite sure I pronounced that correctly. Leon Thomas, who's Eddie. Um, Sorunus J. Jackson. Please, Alessandro Pena or Drew. But yeah, we got a lot of characters up in this, you know? Uh, and <clears throat> basically, right? Season two kind of, oh shit, it really looks at a lot of stuff because. At the end of season one, you know, when we think that, oh, are Issa and Lawrence going to get back together? Are they going to talk and reconcile? It ends up with Lawrence laying it down on Tasha, who is uh, the bank teller who he kind of rebounds with. So we're just like, oh man So season 2, we're just like Oh, are they gonna get back together? What's the situation here? You know? But there's other things You know, it, it really Man, it looks at a lot of different shit Which is real interesting Right? I think it is really interesting Because we think we get to the End of I feel I mean maybe not necessarily But I, I, I think it kind of Puts a stamp on a few different things You know what I mean uh, And then it addresses some shit Right So we um, We look at workplace discrimination Right and, and so that's through Molly uh, well, mainly, as we will get to some other shit But, you know, Molly finds out that her her white colleague Who's pretty much the same, like the same as her, right? Who does less work, but he makes significantly more than her Right, and so we go through a few episodes of her just moaning about it But she then does have a meeting and what happens in that meeting? Well, we see the shit that goes down, right? Because oftentimes when you, you know, you go, you look for that raise, you be um, proactive about it, right? But you can't get what you don't ask for and you get fobbed off, you know? So we see them Molly, you know, try and make moves. Right, to show, listen, my worth is high And what happens, they try and placate her with some bullshit So it will be interesting to see what happens in season 3 With Molly for sure Because it's just like, there are options We obviously have seen there are options for her So is she going to jump on those? Or, you know, what's going to happen, right? Um, now, the, I feel there's more workplace discrimination that we do see with Issa. 
you know, because Joanne is an arse. Oh, oh my God. But I, I think it's, it's interesting what we get with Issa and work. There's what they play with is, I think, that situation of, um, like, racism within minorities, right? Because, you know, yeah, we got you is, is, is there to help everyone. But the teacher at the school, the head of the school, he doesn't want to help the Latino kids. Doesn't want to help them. And he, you know, when Issa and Frida go to him and like, like, no kids are coming. Hey, he makes the kids come, but only the black kids. Right. And Frida is kind of irritated by it all. But Issa's just like, you know what? I don't have it to fight this battle. Don't have it to fight this battle. And at least the numbers are high, so we can keep the program running, and I, look, I, everyone comes across this shit, right, and when you're also, I think a big thing that they don't really touch on is, when you're dealing with shit every fucking day, you just sometimes, it's just like, I, I, I just don't have it to fight this one, don't have it to fight it, Right, and I'm gonna try and ignore it because I'm just dealing with my own shit. Right, that's all I've got time for right now. So we get a falling out kind of between Issa and Reed, Frida, but the situation gets sorted out, kind of. Because they know that there's gonna be issues because. When they have approached Joanna in the past, she's just been a hands-off motherfucker. And then the whole, you know, for, for what they do, so they bring the Latino kids in to We Got Ya at the weekends. And, you know, Joanna's just like, oh, we, we could be up for a lawsuit. And so instead of just, you know, uh, trying to help with the situation. She then gives Frida the promotion over Issa. And that is kind of... Because, you know, we got you. They are a bunch of fuckies. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's one of those companies of people trying to act like they're do-gooders. But they're kind of full of their own ass. So it was kind of a bullshit move. To give free the job. Right? Now, look. Maybe Issa could have worked it out in some other ways. But as a boss, you need to help. You need to support. And we aren't seeing that. So, yeah. I thought that was an interesting situation. That we don't always see played out in that fashion. So, that was cool. We've got Issa on rotation. Yeah, ain't trying to get hers and fucking up every step of the way. Woo! <laughs> oh my days. Yeah, that was a mess, right? That was a mess. But it, it, it's, it, it's funny because we see the shit that happens, right? When, you know, you try and be respectful to a girl. 
you know, with um that one that last dude, and it's just like, hey, I feel we should get to know each other before we do anything, and then she's just like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and the Daniel situation, woo! <laughs> I mean. They is it, it, definitely a messy one, right? Definitely a messy one, and look, yes, Daniel definitely he he could have done more instead of pebble dashing Issa's face, right? But I will say, I will kind of say as well. I think you have to kind of indicate, right? Like, do you swallow or do you spit? Like, what what do you do? What are you going to do? Right? Because that lets someone... that If you need to establish that before anything happens. You know what I mean? Establish that. And then everything else kind of falls into place. And once you've established that... If someone does something crazy, then it's just like, it's all clear. But, yes, obviously, Daniel, he could have done a bit more instead of just, you know, power hosing her down, right? Yeah, you can understand. It's not everyone's going to be down for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was hilarious, though. It was a funny scene, right? Um, and I think that's the that's the power of the show, right? Because we get to see like these these things that happen, but we don't really see shown, right? Now every time you kind of see these, like a show, they just don't deal with some of the the real shit that goes down. I mean, let's look at Lawrence. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, he won't get back with Issa because of the one time with Daniel. But we then see him do the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? He does the same motherfucking thing. Which does make him a little bit of a hypocrite. Does make him a bit of a hypocrite, right? Because he does the grime Firstly On Tash Right Does it on Tash But then also It's fucked up to do on Issa Right So you've kind of messed up two people And then not acknowledge it with Issa And the way he kind of Because you can see what he's doing like he's he's it, you know it looks like it's getting all too serious with Tasha, so then he does that with Issa, and then he's just like, oh, but this situation with Tasha is good, so then he come tries to be like, oh, I'm a good guy, I'm coming clean, and he's just like, eh, that's for you, son. That ain't for anyone else. That's just up for you, right? And then the way he breaks, he he dumps Tasha. Dump, like what is by text? No, it was by phone call, wasn't it? But either way, it's kind of bullshit. And a no show, because I, I kind of feel she knew what was coming. 
right? But he does it knowing, right, that there's Aparana who's kind of definitely showing that she's digging shit, right? So he knows he's got something to go to. So Lawrence, he, he's, a, he's a bit of a grimy motherfucker, right? And I think what Dasha says to him at the end, you know, it is true. You know what I mean? He wants to be seen as the decent dude, but he's out there doing grime. Right? So there's, and then just that whole Aparana situation. Oh, my days. That, that was just a mess for no fucking reason. But, yeah, interesting. I think mean, it was well shown. Right? And Jesus Christ, Molly, what the fuck is she doing? You know what I mean? What is she doing? It's just it's just crazy, right? I think it was interesting the the showing of the you know non-monogamous non-monogamous you know just yeah all of that open marriages right showing open marriages but then just showing like that mental shit that mental side of it because I think everyone thinks they're cool, right? Definitely just, if you look on a dating app, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely something that everyone's, like, trying to jump on now, right? Oh, we're in a non-monogamous situation. Hmm, hit us up, what? But it's just like, hey, you gotta think about that stuff going in, right? But you can't then get hurt feelings when you see the couple out. Because they are a couple, right? So, you know what I mean? You need to calm down on that, right? But there's that. And we're, we're, we're seeing Molly, you know, turning down dudes who are per, like a de- oh, exactly what she's asking for. But, oh, for whatever reason, it's just like, oh, it's a no. That's a no. That's a no. And you can see her being her own worst enemy. So it'll be interesting to see how they explore that situation. But you do kind of feel that, yeah, we, we do get some closures, right? So possibly the, the whole Lawrence Issa situation. Now, I have to say, when, the, when we got that ending, like the ending before the ending, I was a bit like, at first, because when it rolled on, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, 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 obviously. But that, the, you know, the first little bit when my man drops to his knee, I'm just like, no, 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 no. You cannot end like this. That would just, no. No. That's terrible. Like, I, you, doesn't work. Right? That's too neat. But then when it was just like, oh, it ran through the, the scenario. I was just like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get, I get it, I get it. But then it ended on whew, how it ended. That was kind of crazy. But we do get that kind of, that conversation between them. You do kind of feel that could be, you know, the conclusion Right now, relationships are relationships, right? So, 
Yeah, things could develop later on. They could rekindle. But for now, it just feels like that's a pin in it, right? But what was that? That was kind of a crazy way to end. Especially seeing that, you know, it hadn't really... You didn't think because it looked like the whole facial got resolved. And then it didn't. Right? And then it didn't. But then, yeah. Housemates? What? Interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. But yeah. Insecure. Like, the level did maintain. The season one was great. And season two, man. Just enjoyed it. It, it. It's got that kind of... UK office feel. And... You know, obviously, people, they're different, they're different shows, right? And they're filmed completely differently because Insecure is sitcom, right? But it's just got that real fucking awkward, oh, like just looking at all of these things going on, right? The dating fails and the work fails and just it's so uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. And also, you're just like, yeah, I've been in that situation. Right? I know how that feels. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I've done that shit. So, yeah. But that makes it good, right? It it keeps you watching. It keeps you engrossed. Intrigued. Right? Because, yeah, of course, I Definitely want to see what happens in season three. Um, and yeah, I can. Because I've got season three and season four waiting for me, baby. So that is all good. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it gets you real invested in the characters. And even the peripheral characters now. Like we, we see more. Uh, like we see more Tiffany. Um, we see more Kelly. Kelly under the table, what? <laughs> like, what? You know what I mean? I've done some crazy shit, but uh, yeah, there are limits, man. There are limits, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all good, man. So hey, if you haven't checked it, be checking out season two of Insecure. And if you haven't seen number one, what the fuck are you doing, people? Go watch that shit now, all right? It's on Now TV in the UK. All right? Make it happen. Okay, people. This week, I checked out Uncanny Collateral, a Valkyrie Collection, book one. Uh, So, this is from uh, Brian McKellen. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of McKellen's, you know, of his stuff, right? I well, when, when I when I say that, I'm a huge fan of his original three books. You know the um the the original Powder Mage trilogy. That for me was great. Promises Blood, the Crimson Campaign, and Autumn Republic. They're great. They're great books because they showed like. 
an overthrow, the collateral that comes from that, and then how others around would see this new vacuum of power. So I love those. I tried the new trilogy. I couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into it, unfortunately. But as I really like his writing, I figured I would um yeah give this a check. Because it's a it's a lot shorter than the other books, you know? Um and it sounded a little intriguing, you know what I mean? So uh, this is the gist, right? Alec Fitz is a reaper, a collection agent who works for the supernatural elements of the world, tracking down debtors and solving problems for clients as diverse as the Lord of Hell, vampires, Haitian Aya, and goblins. He's even worked for the Tooth Fairy on occasion. Based out of Cleveland, Ohio, Alec is the best in the game. As a literal slave to his job, he doesn't have a choice. When death comes looking for someone to track down a thief, Alec is flung into a mess of vengeful, undead, supernatural bureaucracy and a fledgling imp war. As the consequences of failure become dire, he has few leads and the clock is ticking. Only with the help of his friend Maggie, an ancient Dajon with a complex past, can he hope to recover the stolen property, save the world, and just maybe wring a favour out of the great constant himself. It's a hell of a job, but somebody's got to do it, right? So the thing with this, it's... um. You know, it, it, it's not set in another world or anything like that. It's, well, I guess you figured it out with Cleveland, Ohio, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's meant to be set in, you know, our current world. But, you know, the uh, the supernatural one sits aside it. And I think, I think it's like a lot of people know but they try and keep it, you know what I mean, just out the news and all of that kind of thing, right? So if you did something that draws crazy attention to, then you're in trouble, right? But I think the majority of people know that, yeah, there are vampires and goblins and the such, you know, so that's it, right? And, you know, I think he does a good job of kind of making this clear, letting you understand, like, just the nature of society as it is. So you kind of get that, get all of that feel. Uh, But then there are other things, right? So he hints at past jobs Alec has done. All of that to give you kind of an understanding of who Alec is. I think with this book, right, you didn't get it in, um, you know, those early Powder Mage ones. But in this one, like, he's made Alec like this badass dude. Like, you know, just 
He he's he's tall, he's big, he's strong, he can do martial arts, he beats most people up. You know, he's just a bit like, okay, alright, fine, you know? Because then it's just like, oh, where's the challenge then? If he's got all of this. Right? He's got a couple of tattoos that kind of help imbue him with like powers and such. And um his friend Maggie, you know, she lives in a ring on his finger. So there is that as well. So you know, she helps him out of binds. Which is one of those a little bit of a deuce machina, you know what I mean? If he if he's in some trouble and it's too crazy, there's always that get out of jail card. That does crop up in the book. So, like, for a short book and everything like that, it's okay. It's not too bad. The story, it's not overly crazy. Right, now, there there are some twists and turns in it. You know, I, I think once you... Once you get a gist of... The the big creature, right? The person who is doing the things. Once you understand what that creature is, I think then the tw- you know the the plot kind of you get it. You know, it's a bit clear of oh, so that means that that is prob okay, right, 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 right. Got it. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's not too taxing on the mind, which is, you know, that's not a bad thing, right? You, you it's always good to have a book that you can you know, just enjoy for the the sake of it, right? That you don't have to you know, everything needs to be off and right, I need to be in the dark room to concentrate on all of these intricate you know, happenings, you know, like, that's, that's good, but sometimes you just want, yeah, you just want some light fluff, and that's what this is, some light fluff that you can just enjoy as a little guilty pleasure, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 you know, it moves along fast, which, you know, that seems to be McCullen's intent, right, he wanted to write a book that played on, you know, the collection agency kind of side of things because he worked in that trade briefly. So he wanted that and something that was lighter than his other books, you know, quicker. He could read in one sitting, possibly. And, um, yeah, it does that, right? It does that. Now, it gets a little bit... I think at the the end, right? The end is just a bit like, eh. I don't know. I found it a little bit of a letdown, right? Just, I think of, you know, because I think it could have just ended at a certain spot and it'd be fine. But then, like, he tagged on this other stuff and the other stuff, it was just a bit, I don't know. Right, you find something out about Maggie, which, 
like he acts very shocked at. But you know, there there was the whole bit that seemed to kind of get washed over of like mistreatment and slavery. So I'm, I'm kind of bit like, how do you, you know, pay no attention to that part of it, right? Like the rest is just like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, no doubt you would have done that. You know, so that was a bit weird. And I feel like this thing with his parents, right? That whole situation, it's a little bit weird, right? Because you would think it should be, it should be more clarified within his mind, the intent, but it doesn't seem to be, which is a little bit perplexing, right, so yeah, I I thought the end kind of flip-flopped a bit, but the rest of the book was fine, you know, it was was quick, it was light, so yeah, I think if you're a, you know, a fan of his work, then uh, you'll probably enjoy this, you know, I think um, if you liked, oh gosh, ah, there's some books by a guy, um, let me try and think of this dude's name, Kevin Hearn, that's it, it's um, the Iron Druid Chronicles, yes, so I think if you're a fan of those books, um, if you're a fan of Jim, um, Jim Butcher, I would say, and just like Brian McKellen's writing as a whole, then, um, yeah, you'll probably want to check this out, it's narrated by Luke Daniels, who does a, you know, does a good job with that, so, um, yeah, Uncanny Collateral Valkyrie Collection one, um, yeah, check it out, book two in this series did come out earlier this year, I believe, so, um, yeah, if you like it, you'll, there's something else to, um, follow it up with, all right, cool, there you go, people. Okay, people, so we have reached that time again, but let's look and see what's happening in the world of TV before we bounce. Okay, so um, AMC had been running the Joe Hill series, where is it, NOS4A2, I think that's how you say it, I don't even know. But it, it's, it, you know, he'd been going for two seasons um, based on Hill's 2013 book. You know, but um, yeah, AMC have um, called it a day. Called it a day, people. So, yeah, that's it. You're not going to get a third season. You know, it is done. But um, supposedly. Uh, you know, so Jamie O'Brien, who was the showrunner, he put out a tweet and he said, Well, friends, 
I heard from AMC last week we won't be making a third season. It's a bummer, but I'm grateful we were at least able to finish adapting the storyline from Joe Hill's terrific novel. So, yeah, I guess it must actually finish with a conclusion of sorts. So at least there's that, right? But, um, okay, so on to other stuff. Hey, Apple, you know what I mean? They've, they've really been going on that content hunt. They have just picked up the limited series Five Days at Memorial. So this is from John Ridley and Carlton Cruz. Uh, it's based on a 2013 um, a book by Sherry Fink. Which chronicles the first five days in a New Orleans hospital after um, Hurricane Katrina. You know, so like you know, there was flooding, power. The power had failed. The heat was getting crazy. All the staff were tired, but yeah, they they had to you know I mean, just make those decisions. So, um, yeah, that's getting made So, um, Ridley is going to be directing the pilot And um, he's writing the, uh, the pilot But then kind of splitting the rest of the writing up with cues So, uh, yeah, no word on who else is... Uh, you know, directing other episodes, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. Um, so some other stuff that's going down. Emma Roberts, she's got a, uh, a you know a production company, Bella Bellarista, I think it's called. So they've just signed a first look deal with Hulu. And what they're going to be doing is just bringing um, literary adaptations to the small screen. Yeah. So the first one is Tell Me Lies, which is an adaptation of um, Carola Loving's book. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that one goes, right? Um, so other things that is happening, you've got, um, um, Sally Richardson Whitfield is, uh, you know, she's just signed a deal with HBO. Um, so yeah, she's going to be making a whole heap of content over there. Uh, she, so she's directing, um, Four episodes of The Gilded Age um, That's one of the first things she's doing And she's also doing episodes of Adam McKay's Lakers um, TV series But uh, yeah uh, So also, oh this is kind of crazy Arnold Schwarzenegger is um coming to TV. Yep, 
he is um, going to be starring in a um, a spy series for um, Skydance. It's going to be, uh, you know, an hour-long foray where, um, yeah, he's, like, playing a dad. He's got a daughter. That's kind of, you know, the, the, the nucleus of the show but he's um a global spy so um yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens with that right um oh i mean it should be fun <laughs> like you know what I, mean? I hope it's gonna be fun just crazy fucking just over the top weirdness you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, right? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, this is weird, right? So, um, Pretty Little Liars was a huge show for um, Warner Brothers. You know, they it ran for, what, six seasons, I think? Had a spin-off show. And it only, it's like, what, finished just a few years back, right? Not being dormant for long, but they're rebooting it. <laughs> yup, they're rebooting it for HBO Max. Um, Roberto Aguirre Sacascas is gonna be the showrunner. You know, he did Sabrina, Riverdale, all of that. So, yeah. He's going to be the showrunner and executive producing along with Leslie Morgaston and uh, Gina Gilmore. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, man. That just seems like real crazy soon to be doing that kind of thing. But I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, right? Uh, so over to Netflix, there's a lot happening with them, right, so they, they, they've got a new show coming called Grand Army, um, it's based on, um, Katie Capaleo's play, which was called Slut, and it's, it's meant to be giving a realistic look at, um, high school, Right, and just everything that goes down, right? So it's set in Brooklyn and it follows five students and uh, they're dealing with, with, you know, just sexual awakening, racial and economic politics, um, the fight to succeed, just everything that comes with school and just that crazy bullshit. So that's going to be debuting on the service on the 16th of October. Um, and, you know, they have also got um, Challenge of the Final Flight, right? So it's good. that's a four-part docu- documentary series that um, is produced by J.J. Abrahams. And it looks at the 1986 Challenger Space Shuttle 
which, uh, yeah, tragically exploded at launch. I, I just, I remember that shit because, you know, the big thing about that was a teacher was getting sent up into space. You know, so yeah, that kind of really put the, um, you know, the shutters on uh, the space program. For a good ass long time Now This is interesting So um I don't know if anyone How well how many people watch Criminal So this was a An interesting project By Netflix Because it was a Multi Episode Bilingual series You know there was a A, a a UK series A French one A Spanish one um, And a German one And they were uh, I want to say Three episodes Long And um, yeah so they were Based in the interrogation Room at a police Station you know, And it was like the you know People trying to just Work out what was going on? What the, you know? How to solve a crime? They and they had a, a set number of hours to solve this case, and all of that. Well, Kit Harrington is gonna be one of the suspects in the second season. Yep. Uh, like no other real, um, real word. Um. Actually, no, we've got, um, what, Connell Naya is going to be there, Sharon Horrigan, and Sophie Okendo, but I don't, like, no word on what, what their roles will be, um, but it's coming on the 16th, so, um, couple weeks, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the first season was actually pretty interesting I didn't mind it I didn't check out any of the, um, the forum ones Because, you know, subtitles and all that shit But, uh, yeah, I don't know Be interesting to see how that goes uh, So, um, also on Netflix Now, this is interesting, right? Because, um like Dave, David Binoff and D.B. Wise You know, they were under a big bidding war of late But uh, yeah, so they have just announced um, uh, A project at Netflix So they are adapting um, Oh gosh, what's the name of the dude? Ken Liu? Right, um it's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he had a free, a free book, like, Chinese series, Chinese language series, known as the free body, um, the free body experiment, so, uh, y the free body problem, sorry, and yeah, so, uh, they are adapting that, uh, t they've teamed up with Alexander Wu To help out um, And yeah It's gonna be um, 
So no, ah, god damn it. No, it was Lu Sijun. He did the Chinese. Ken Lu adapted it to English. Okay. So yeah. Now the funny thing is, so a Chinese TV company is actually adapting it as well, but. You know, with the censorship and everything like that You kind of have to feel that This could actually be The closest, you know, version Which will come to the screen Because it deals with, like, the Chinese Revolution And then jumps up into the future like, I did try the books, I couldn't quite get into them But, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're real popular So, um, you know, sometimes, like, the film or the TV show can be easier to digest So, um, I'm kind of interested to see how, uh, how this goes But, yeah, it's a straight-to-series order So, you know what I mean, no fucking around with pilots or anything like that uh, Ryan Johnson is uh, executive producing um, Along with Rosamund Pike And I think it's coming through uh, Brad Pitt's Plan B So yeah, there is that And um the last bit of Netflix news So Jamie Foxx has got a, a, a new series coming It's going to be a comedy series Called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me And supposedly it is kind of based on his relationship with his daughter So, um, yeah, I mean that's kind of sweet, right? But, uh, hmm who knows <laughs> Like also in it is going to be David Alan Greer Kyla Drew Portia Coleman And Jonathan Kite um, With Heather Hemmons And Vellante Rodriguez In um, recurring roles Bentley Kyle Evans Is the showrunner and executive producer So, um, yeah I don't know No word on when this is gonna, uh You know what I mean? Come about But, um, yeah, I don't know We will, um, see I feel that we haven't seen Jamie Foxx for Ah, shut up, Kira Like, yeah, Reserve in Project Power What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> ah, ah, god damn it, people But, okay, so we're going to end with this um, So, fans of The Mandalorian You will be pleased to know that Season 2 is going to start hitting Disney Plus in October Yep, that is right, the 30th to be precise And, um you know, supposedly we're going to have some people from the first season making their return Like Gina Can Can Carrera, is, her character is back Carl Weathers' character will be back I do believe that um, B. 
Bill Burr's character is going to be coming back too. We're going to see Timothy Oliphant up in there. I mean, so, yeah. Katie Scofaloff, you know, Battlestar Galactica, bah, bah, bah. she's going to be up in there. Hey, so, yeah, I don't know. Could be interesting, right? Um, Robert Rodriguez, Peyton Reed, Ricky Famoya, David Filoni, um, John Favreau, and Carl Weathers. They've all directed episodes. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like, season one was okay. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll check this out. Okay? But, people, I think that is it. I think we are done. So, I will catch you next Wednesday. <sighs> you know what I mean? Take it easy. You know what I mean? Have fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you then, all right? Peace.